Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 and good morning i'm gary randall thank you so much for joining me today i'm honored today is friday october the 30th 2020 in the year of our lord today on october 30 2005 the body of rosa parks arrived at the u.s capitol she was a civil rights icon you can remember her had to do with the bus, not sitting in the back. She became the first woman to lie in honor in the rotunda. President George W. Bush, congressional leaders, they all paused to lay wreaths on her casket. Today in 1735, the second president of the United States, John Adams. He was born in Braintree, Massachusetts. Today in 1921, the silent film classic The Sheik, starring Rudolph Valentino, premiered in Los Angeles. Today in 1938, H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds was broadcast over the radio by Orson Welles Theater. People all across the nation, I mean thousands, maybe millions, they panicked because they thought it was an actual newscast about a Martian invasion. We still get those kinds of broadcasts, don't we, that are aimed to fool us, make us think something other than what's really happening, is happening. Today, in 1961, the Soviet Union tested a hydrogen bomb that had the force estimated at about 50 megatons. For many years, that maybe it still is the most powerful uh, bomb that's ever been detonated on the face of the earth. I know as of just the last couple of years, it was. I don't, I don't know of any others that have been tested since a powerful thing, destructive beyond beyond description also the soviet union uh uh, the soviet party uh congress unanimously approved a resolution ordering the removal of joseph stalin's body from lenin's tomb there's a whole whole story behind that we don't have time to go into it today but yeah that they really did do that today 1975 the new york daily news ran the headline ford to city, drop dead. (laughs) That was the day after President Gerald Ford had said he would veto any proposed federal bailout of New York City. One year ago today, reacting to growing concern about the spread of misinformation on social media, Twitter. Yeah, that same Twitter that we talked about this week. They banned all political advertising from its service. That was simply a crusade to stop Donald Trump. They were afraid he was going to win the presidency. Again, every time, every time, they feel like the conservatives, and Trump in particular, they hate him. Every time they think he's making a little progress, they'll do something to undermine any kind of progress in the name of faith, Christian faith for sure, and conservatism. Nancy Pelosi said yesterday afternoon, she said, quote, Joe Biden will win the White House Tuesday, and we are already preparing to take this country in a completely new direction. 
She said, and I quote, My faith and that of my party lies in science, and science alone. Well, I had always thought that her Catholic faith was based in Jesus Christ. But apparently, I don't know, that's what she said. Joe Biden also said this week that as soon as he's elected, he told the LGBTQ community across the country, they applauded, of course, he said, I will pass the Equality Act within the first hundred days in office. Now, I'm going to be talking to you a little bit more about the Equality Act in a few moments. It is a profoundly destructive uh, act under the guise of compassion, inclusion, and all of that. And it's in defiance of science, we now know. I'm going to talk about that just a little bit in a moment today. But I saw an article this week. I saw it day before yesterday. I read it yesterday. But the American Psychological Association says that 60% of all Americans say that next week's election is a significant source of stress. 68% of all adults say they're stressed more than ever over this upcoming election. The extreme anxiety that's surrounding the election is generally about the same with everybody, regardless of their affiliation politically or otherwise. 76% of Democrats are stressed out, 67% of Republicans are stressed, and 64% of independents. It doesn't seem to matter what political party you're affiliated with. Everybody's stressed out right now. I understand. It's a very stressful time. This election is not just about a preferred political party. This is about the future of, of America. It is, and we all know that. 77% of adults say the future of our nation is their greatest concern, and it should be. But, you know, we don't have to be stressed out as Christians. Concerned? Yes. Informed? Absolutely. But stressed out? We need to put, bring our cares to the Lord and lay them in his hands. We've got to do that. It's been said that fear does not stop death. It stops life. And worrying does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. The Bible says in Isaiah 26.3, That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. In these perilous times, in these times that could absolutely destroy you emotionally, I understand that. We're all in this. I mean, I live in the same world that you do. And these are perilous times. I mean, we're reminded of, of Rome beginning to collapse. We're reminded of Nebuchadnezzar sometimes when people mock God and mock God's word and mock the very principles upon which this nation was founded. But you will be kept in perfect peace if you just keep your mind focused on the Lord and on his word. Be active, be in, informed, be discerning, be vigilant. We always say that in our daily article that we write, but don't let fear and worry overcome you because just keep your mind stayed on the Lord. God is in control. He's in control of everything. God is before time. 
He existed before there was time. He'll exist after time, when time is no more. God is in control of all things, and God really is there, and he really knows what's going on, and he really does care because he loves you and me and all of us. And he wants us to have a life that is fulfilled and a life that is not racked and ruined by fear and stress. That's why he says, turn your attention, your focus on me. And move all of these other things to the periphery. Not ignore them, not go into de denial. That's what the non-Christian does. They just deny the truth. They create a new truth. No, he said you can look at things in real time. What's really happening in your life? But you can do so through a lens of truth. God's word. God himself has told us that through his prophet, Isaiah. So we should take that with us today. That is the truth. I noticed a, an article yesterday, the Associated Press, it's creating a lot of uh, back and forth this morning, and especially across the upper Midwest. Not so much here in Washington State, but uh, I'm sure it was noticed. The Associated Press reported yesterday that the Trump administration has removed the Endangered Species Act protection for gray wolves in most of the United States. Now, on its face, you'd think, well, you know, that boy, that wh why would he do that or whatever? But it's a long story, but just to touch on it a bit, the federal wildlife officials are saying that thriving populations in the western Great Lakes region, Rocky Mountains, and the Pacific Northwest ensure that the species will survive and, and so on. They argue that it's not necessary for wolves to be in every place that once inhabited, they once inhabited, to be considered recovered. It's interesting how and the progressives, of course, are already starting to say, well, we're going to challenge this and we're going to take it to court and all that kind of thing. But it's interesting how progressives never really want to progress. They just want to consider themselves progressives. They want to, they're kind of a make-believe. True conservatives have always wanted progress. True conservatives have moved invention and medicine and everything that's good in our country. They've moved it forward. But progressives want to talk about making progress, but when it comes to actually doing progress, every time they dig in their heels, they don't want to progress. They just want to be progressive. It, I mean, it's an interesting thing. I'm not a psychologist. <clears throat> As a pastor, I've done a lot of counseling, but I'm not really. I mean, and I've taken, obviously, psychology classes, but I'm not, I don't consider myself a psychologist by any stretch. But I've often wondered, what makes this these people tick. I mean, with that kind of a lifestyle, I've even asked some of them. They, the bottom line is they don't really know for sure. But it's interesting. It's interesting. So anytime the wildlife came out and said, yeah, yeah, we have lots of wolves. Mission accomplished. They spent, hundred and I think I read, $165 million in preserving wolves. So they have wolves now. But, oh, no, we don't have enough wolves. And we have to have a wolf everywhere that a wolf used to be you know, a billion years ago or whatever. It's just a really hard um, philosophy to live by, in my, in my view. It's always confused, and it's always saying one thing and doing something else. I read a story, I read a story last summer, and I, I just looked it up when I saw this article uh, from the Associated Press, 
and it was uh, published this summer in August of 2020, this, this year. Uh, but in August, the National Geographic did quite an extensive article on this whole wolf thing as it relates to people, and particularly cattle ranchers. And um, it, 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 the state wildlife officials, uh, National Geographic was saying in this article in, in August, they said um, that state wildlife officials have killed the remainder of a wolf pack in eastern Washington. That caught my attention. Authorized the killing of one or two members of a nearby uh, pack, reaffirming the state's controversial policy of using lethal means to deal with the predators when they attack cattle. The National Geographic said the announcement comes after the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife shot a female wolf in Colville National Forest in the state's northeast corner. She had two other wolves made up the wedge pack, which had killed four cattle and injured 12 in the area since April. And the nearby lead pack, uh, lead point pack is suspected of killing or injuring six livestock in the last 30 days. And then this Stacy Lehman, I think, um, is the name. Uh, she said, we would love not to kill wolves. But she said, and this caught my attention, but there are also people whose livelihoods are impacted. And then they go on to talk about uh, a large ranch, Diamond M Ranch, that has lost cattle. And th the story says that Diamond M has lost more than 70 head of cattle per year since 2008 because of wolf wolf attack all of these that's an answer to prayer i know that and what trump has done today is an answer to prayer for these people we have reached a point and secularism and progressivism takes us to a point and paul addressed that in romans where we are more we're more inclined to worship the creature than the creator the further away from god we get as a culture the more we tend to adopt the most heathen, the most barbaric uh, practices and behaviors. Abortion is an outstanding example of that. They were doing that back in the days of the, of the Old Testament prophets. They were offering their children up to these gods like Baal in particular and Molech and so on. The human nature always outside of of, of God living within us now through his son Jesus Christ in the New Testament times the more we move away from that concept the more barbaric the more regressive we become and the more we move toward God's truth the Bible the more progressive in the sense of moving with the things that God are do is doing it's a I guess I'm a simple man. I just grew up <clears throat> around people who had a profound um, insight into life and truth. And I am blessed because of it. It wasn't complicated. Serve God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. and He shall direct thy path. I mean, pretty simple. You just go with God's word wherever that your life takes you. You walk in that light, in that path. But we see, I, I mean, I've been to India. I've worked in mission evangelism, starting churches all over the world for a number of years. And um, if you want to see where this kind of thought takes you when you say, well, you can't kill, you know, this bird because this bird who has maybe shut down 
the timber industry in the, uh, out in the west, on the western part of the northwest, this spotted owl or whatever it is, when you when you get to the point where you can't master the creation and have dominion over the creation as the Bible says God gave man, you become depraved yourself. And that's what happens in all of this. Trump obviously under, has some understanding of that. I know people close to him do. I know Mike Pence does. He's a biblical Christian and a number of those other people that are very close to President Trump are one of us. They know Jesus Christ personally. They serve him and they understand what the Bible says. They, they themselves lead Bible studies. Pompeo, Pence, Ben Carson, there's a whole bunch of them that are very, very close to the President of the United States who not only are biblical Christians, they lead Bible studies. So Trump has that influence. And, you know, I don't know if he fully understands sometimes all of the principles, but he gets it. And he, understand it's, he understands it's the right thing to do. But anyway, he's taking this action today, and there are other actions that he will take. But as I said, certainly certainly an answer to prayer. Joe Biden outlined his agenda, his LGBTQ rights this week. He told the Philadelphia Gay News publisher Mark Siegel that message, in fact, what he said was immediately within that day put out all over the nation to all of the homosexual rights, gay rights, uh, activist organizations, and the, the message was everywhere. It caught my attention. But he said, and I quote Joe, he said, I will make enactment of the Equality Act a top legislative priority during my first 100 days, a priority Donald Trump opposes. Even Reuters News very secular news, very left-leaning most of the time. They actually questioned his priority, given the urgency. And they're pro-gay. I mean, they are. But they questioned his priority, given the urgency of this coronavirus pandemic and other pressing issues. And they said, why would he put that at the top of his list? Well, Joe soldiered on, and he pledged to expand, these are his words, queer rights internationally by making equality, meaning gay rights equality, a centerpiece of our U.S. diplomacy. Homosexuals like blacks and other minorities, Biden has said, deserves equality because they're born that way. That's a quote. However, the Justice Barrett confirmation hearing this month brought to light some very interesting science, which undermines the born that way mantra. They've been saying this for years. They've moved a whole agenda forward on the basis of being a victim. I was born this way. They're not. Biden thinks he's a civil rights trailblazer, but he's an old liberal and he's lost in old science now. Reuters News notes that Biden has been a leading voice for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer rights as vice president under Barack Obama and from 2009 to 2017, Biden notes that Trump opposes the Equality Act because he says Trump says it would undermine parental and conscious rights and has restricted queer rights in the name of religious liberty. That's end of quote. Well, he's right. Trump does oppose it because of that very thing, because it does. It puts Christians in court if they practice their beliefs. 
more than even now. And now we've seen florists, Baronel Stutzman, we've seen photographers, we've seen venue owners, we've seen others, bakers, in court because they won't celebrate same-sex marriage because of their biblical beliefs. We've seen that again and again and again. So Biden is now championing the cause to to not only to not only put his efforts of the presidency should he be elected, and he says he will, um, toward this agenda, but it's now based on a very faulty and failing premise. It's true what Trump has said and what he quotes Trump as saying. Tens of millions of biblical Christians also oppose this Equality Act. Tony Perkins, a research, a family research, and all of these guys, James Dobson and all these guys with a lot of influence, have been working on this for years trying to undermine this and defeat it because it's a Trojan horse. It presents itself as a kind of a human rights uh, act, and it's it, it'd be devastating to people who speak the truth. What I'm saying right now would probably put me in jail under the Equality Act. And if a pastor would preach or someone would write an article along the lines of what I'm saying now, it would be under that act, it would be exponentially more illegal than they consider it to be now. Bakers, florists, photographers, venue owners, they've already been punished. But this would add to that more substance and more ammunition for the Bob Fergusons and others of this world. The Equality Act has been presented as as extending to homosexuals the same rights given the Civil Rights Act of 1964. That's what it says, which bans discrimination based on race, religion, sex, and national origin. uh, Evangelical Christians are not into discrimination, but the Equality Act would be an amendment to the civil rights, and it would equate sexual behavior with ethnicity. Because homosexuals are born that way. That's the whole premise of this thing. So now you can fast forward. Born this way is old science. Remember in the hearings with um, now Justice, Supreme Court Justice, Amy Coney Barrett, far left radical, and she's not, I don't think she's very smart from what, I mean, I'm just telling you, maybe she's brilliant, maybe she's Mrs. Einstein, I don't know, but that Senator Maisie Hirano from Hawaii, she read this thing to Barrett, and I happened to see it. I didn't watch all of that. I mean, I, mean, I didn't want to get stressed. No, I, I just didn't have time to watch it all, but I watched part of it, parts of it. But I saw her wagging her finger, her finger right, right kind of in the face of Barrett, I mean, right at her, and she was taking her to task because Hirano, this glorious senator from Hawaii. I don't know what those people are thinking, but anyway, they elect her. So she's wagging her finger. She had asked her if if she had, she had asked Amy Coney Barrett, have you ever been a sexual predator? <laughs> and Coney Barrett said, no. And she said, have you ever been accused of being a sexual, and on and on and on, along this sexual predator thing. Then she kind of transitioned, Hirano did, and started to ask her about gay rights and homosexuality and all this kind of thing. Well, Amy Coney Barrett, you know, I can pretty much guess what she believes because she's pretty deeply committed to the Bible. I mean, that's become clear. That was one of the other things that they didn't like about her. But um, anyway, in that exchange, Amy Coney Barrett 
used the word twice, at least twice, sexual preference in talking about homosexuals. Then Hirano just went off and she said, you can't use that word. She said, don't you know, to Barrett, I'm quoting her, that's an offensive and outdated term because it suggests that gays are not born that way, that it's a preference. And uh, Cody Barrett, I can't remember what she said, but anyway, she she just looked at her. She's very wise. She knows when to speak and when not to. But Dr. Glenn Statton has published a scholarly new article. It's in Public Discourse, the, the journal, and it shows that Justice Amy Coney Barrett's thinking, and he didn't write this in defense of Coney Barrett. In fact, it's not even written in defense of biblical beliefs about homosexuality. It's written from a purely medical, I don't know what he really, where he's really coming from. But I can tell you what they are saying, and there's a lot of, of uh, doctor, medical doctors now and psychologists that are saying we've got to move past this term because it just simply isn't true. They're not born that way. These are the medical, this isn't pastors, this isn't James Dobson. This is the medical community saying this, and some of them are obviously supportive of the gay rights com- uh, community and their agenda, and that and they're, they're saying this is not does not square with science anymore, and we've got to stop using this phrase. And sexual preference is the preferred phrase. However, when Hirano, who is uninformed, clearly, spoke to Barrett, who is more informed than anyone probably in the room on that issue, when she said that, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the online version of that, within two weeks changed the, the word, if you look up sexual preference, they changed that to a negative connotation, and it had been a preferred connotation before I, it's just stunning to me how quickly people fall off the wagon when it comes to truth but that's what's happening so in this article and I, I i knew i wouldn't have time to go through all of it today but i wrote an article on it i would strongly recommend you check that out it's at faithandfreedom.us that's our website i would strongly recommend you check that out if if you have problems with this in your own personal life I want to tell you that God can help you. As a pastor, I've seen it. I know the power of God in people's lives. I haven't experienced but in that regard, but I've seen other people, and we, I've counseled people. God hates that sin, but he loves you. And I want to get that message across today before we say goodbye for this weekend and then reconvene this program on Monday. But I want to tell you God loves you, and he cares about you. But look at that article and read what they're saying and then read what I'm saying about God's love and how he extends his love to you. In that article, they say sexual orientation is a term that's increasingly being seen by the medical community as regressive, not progressive. The word orientation suggests that sexuality is hardwired and these professors are saying, no, it isn't because people keep changing back and forth in their sexual behavior. God's word penetrates all of that and says that's wrong, it's destructive, but God will deliver you from it. And through the power of his risen Jesus Christ, his son, God can and will deliver you from that behavior. 
So science has finally caught up with God's truth. Thanks for being with me today, and thank you so much for your support. We need it. I'll look forward to seeing you right here on Monday. Have a great weekend.